Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening into another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. We are on to a brand new series. We just came off of the international, all things abroad, all things studying international, working international series. So now we're going to take a slight shift back to, well, this series, we're going to talk about supporting student support staff. So this will deal mostly with uh, jobs that are in higher education, where there's a lot of student services, and this even pertains to uh, faculty members as well in some cases. And we're going to cover different jobs and different ways to help you in navigating your duties and your roles. Um, if you don't work in student support, you're probably like, what y'all need help for? <laughs> but <laughs> what you don't see is uh, there's a lot in student support about juggling multiple hats and just helping. We are the main support for students to ensure that they're able to complete their degree. Sometimes it's a beautiful experience. We have students that have beautiful outcomes, and sometimes we have some frustrating situations that we have to deal with as well. So it's a care role that, you know, can sometimes be thankless, but also sometimes beautiful. But we also do still need some support in this role. And we just want you guys to feel seen and also just to have some tips and some skills that you can take with you wherever you are working. In this particular episode, we decided to to discuss the magical B word, burnout. And <laughs> yes, burnout, that B word. And burnout is some is a common phrase that I think everybody has an understanding of. There's so many ways that burnout can apply to different people. So even higher education, you would see tons of articles, especially during the pandemic of burnout. So you see like student burnout, you know, you even see screen burnout because everybody's just sitting in front of a screen for hours, just listening to things. You see regular student burnout. You see non-traditional student burnout because that can look like a student who is still working full-time, has her children at home she's trying to teach and still get an education. Then you have faculty burnout. I know there was burnout from some of our faculty because they were trying to juggle and they had to rearrange their whole entire curriculum that was supposed to be in-person to being all online. And, and some people got very quickly, very quickly. And some people had never done that before. And mm-hmm. you have some people that were in academia for years working off like a chalkboard, having to switch to new technology. And then you also had staff burnout, like even for us, when everything had to turn remotely. I know particularly I had a lot of international students. So I'm like, how can I better help them and serve them while some are going home, some are staying here, some are having financial issues, some are having families are getting sick, some are getting sick themselves. So how can I problem solve, navigate, keep them in line to still stay on top of their goal and on top of that, still keep my sanity. So this is kind of the burnout episode to kind of help people in student support because you're helping other people, let's kind of help you as well. It's You also have to care about yourself and not continue just to pour from an empty cup. So let's hop into it. So let's begin with what exactly is burnout? What are the chief signs of burnout? So do you want to begin with some of the list, Kiki? Yes, I can. So we're using, and we'll, as we always do, we'll link our article that we're, we're referencing in our show notes. Kemi found a really great article from Forbes about signs of burnout and what you can do about it. 
But as we start our list, and I'll just say too, I was as Kimmy was talking, I was like, man, this seems like a really negative episode to start out with. The connotation of burnout is negative. But I think Kemi just mentioned a whole list of types of like who can be who may be experiencing burnout. I think it's very real right now. And as we were thinking about a new series, I was like, let's talk about what we do as advisors like a little bit more in depth, how advisors and any student support staff, really anybody can move up in their position if you want to or transferring skills other places because we're not really meant to stay in one place forever. If you have goals and aspirations, your current role may not be serving that. Or if you see that you want to move up within your current role, then that's great too. We really, like Kemi said, we want to make sure that our colleagues in the profession feel seen. And I know, like Kemi just explained, burnout has been real for a lot of us, having to switch so quickly. And now we're kind of being expected to go back to normal. And that doesn't exist anymore. And so we're also trying, like, we're feeling burnt out with trying to get back on track in a way. So that's just kind of where this um, episode or this idea for this series came from. I just want, I thought it was really important that we help so many people every day, like Kimmy said too. We need to help ourselves. We need people that can help us too. Um, and that gave me another, another idea for one of our lists for later, but Saying all that, one of the top signs, well, we're going to kind of list um, several signs of burnout, but one of them is exhaustion. And your girl has been, has felt exhaustion. I'm going to do my best not, not to complain because people I know listen to this. People I work with listen to this, but, but they know what I'm going through too. They're going through it also. But exhaustion, just feeling... It could be like feeling overwhelmed, just being tired all the time because it's been a long two and a half years and like we're still kind of navigating this. Like I mentioned before, we were home for a period of time. Now, a lot of us, maybe not everybody, but a lot of us are back in our offices now and some, some people may still be feeling apprehension of being back. Some people are still trying to figure out how to be around people like that, how to shift what like how our work day looks to accommodate the people that we work with so that can all be very exhausting and that's just like having a lack of energy being like I said being tired all the time that can be a really clear sign of being burnt out do you want me to name the next one too or... sure go for it okay um another one and I'll kind of lump these next ones together can be a lack of motivation so if you're having a hard time doing like getting your work done, if you like go to do a task and it's like five minutes in, you're like, nah, you know, you were maybe in the past, maybe in the past you've been able to, you know, crank out your work in an hour's time or focus on something for a longer period of time. If you're you know, getting to your desk, getting to your workstation or wherever you are and you're just like, I don't, I'm not feeling it today where your passion before was like burning bright, like everybody could see that you were really excited about coming to work, that's a sign that you're, you're burnt out. I would also add on to that. If you're having negative emotions about your position or your overall job, if you're frustrated with things, if you find yourself complaining a lot 
Um, and I will be honest, my coworkers and I, we're going through a really big change at our institution, which we are kind of seeing the light of day coming now, but it's still like, it's not very, it's, not, it's still like, it's still out in the, the horizon, but it's been a lot of changes that we're going through that have been very challenging. I think we're all open to the change, but again, it's just been challenging change, not always feeling consistent. That can cause frustration and that can cause you wanted to go out into, into the hallway and y'all want to vent together. And I think that's okay too. Like you have to have people that are going through this with you. So if you need to vent, definitely do it. Make sure whoever you're venting to is able to take in what you're, what you're saying. But I would say like the, just to recap what I just mentioned, lack of motivation, frustration, and having negative emotions can be a pretty clear sign of burn burnout. Yeah. I think also to add on that too, like in particular for me, what a lack of motivation kind of looked like in student support is like, maybe I'm working with a student and I'm meeting with them frequently and I'm really trying to navigate the issues that they can overcome. And particularly if it's like an issue that's like, man, like this is really all you got to do. Like, like, for example, you just need to show up to class. Like I already, we already had this conversation of like, what's mm -hmm. inhibiting you from making it to class? Like, is it a transportation issue? Is it like, what, like, what is it? And it's just, it's nothing that is truly inhibiting. It can kind of cause you to have a lack of motivation because your job is you want them to succeed. And you're like, man, like I, I'm trying to give them all the resources that they can. And it's, it's different when there's serious life issues happening where it's not sustainable for a, a degree to be completed at that time. But you definitely have scenarios where sometimes you can bring the horse to water but you can't force it to drink. And the person is just getting in their way themselves. And that that definitely at times has made me less motivated because it's like, I just want to shake you and say, hey, you only have like three months left. You got this. You got this. Just show up to class. Right. Why are you not with your friend at 3 a.m. in the morning doing things you are not supposed to do? Like, it's just those are the things. And that I think leads into more of the burnout of frustration and negative emotions when you have to meet with them again and we're having the same conversation over and over again and you're saying that this is truly your goal but you're not really exhibiting in it and we've walked through every scenario here of how to get better and you're repeating the same you're repeating the same actions so that i know can be very frustrating for people in student support when it's like well, i'm here to help you support but if you don't take if you don't take the tool then you know then you're not gonna, you're not gonna succeed. So I know absolutely. that for me. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's not that's really good. Actually, that's not even like a blaming the student for how you feel. It's because that's, that's one instance that probably happens all the time. Yeah, where, where we do our where we as student support staff do our best, like Kimmy said, to encourage students, motivate them to literally give them everything that they need. And they're not using that. But I think that makes us think too about like the greater college culture like what are students getting because we're one person like we are one department or whoever you are you're one person in one department helping the student college is like holistic like they need all parts of the college to do well so that makes you think about like what's going on outside of what you do where a student is not and it could be just it could be just them like again like i don't i don't like i, I think Kenny made a good point it's not like blaming the student for that but it's like when you've done everything that you can try to help somebody and they don't 
they're like resistant to it. It's like, what more can you do? Yeah, I, I could see that. that. That's frustrating. And it is it is absolutely annoying. But that's what we, and I'm not saying that's what we deal with, but we have to find ways for ourselves to be like, and we'll get we'll get to that later, but kind of um, detaching hey, like, yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, I did my best. I did, exactly. I gave everything to the situation. There's nothing more that you can do and you have to be at peace with that. That's definitely. The next item on the burnout list is cognitive problems. So burnout, just chronic stress and it interfering in you paying attention and to concentrate. So I think that was definitely a cognitive problems, I think was a huge one. I would say like for everybody in 2020, there was like Mm -hmm. so many things happening in 2020. It was like, is this just a fire year? Like what is going on? (laughs) And people were just trying to balance working in a pandemic than all these other things that are happening at home and still trying to be the best person they could be and show up for themselves at least you know mm-hmm. so I think I think it was 2020 for everybody student support staff but just everybody in the world was definitely a burnout year you know a pandemic we didn't know what was going on we're all thinking we're all about to be it's the end times yeah. you know <laughs> kind of hard to you know focus and pay attention on what's important when you're like is there gonna be it tomorrow <laughs> so that was that's a big one for 2020 mm-hmm. and then another natural thing of burnout is slipping job performance because I mean if you're not paying you're not paying attention your attention is not where it needs to be if you're having lack of motivation you're not going to produce the amount of work that's needed so that's a common sign of burnout and another sign as well is interpersonal problems at home and at work. So that's, I think that comes with, as human beings, it's hard to balance, you know, your work life and also balancing an at-home life. So when, you know, you have your Coca-Cola bottle, that's your at, at work, um, getting shaken up and then you're at home, the issues are going on at home, that's being shaken up, it's only due for like interruption. So it's, if you're not able to balance both, that can cause burnout as well. It's very taxing because you want to go, you you want to go home and relax, but if you have things at home that are happening and you can't relax there, it's like, well, where can I relax? So that is definitely a key, a key clue of, of burnout. The next one is not taking care of yourself. And that can, that can be, look like a lot of things. Um, the, this article, and I'll mention, I don't know if I said this, but the article is just very broad to burnout in general, but I know it can, or they've listed maybe you're drinking too much. Maybe whereas before you were a social drinker, maybe you're drinking excessively now. Maybe you just, maybe you're smoking or being too sedentary. Essentially, if you if you are maybe taking on bad habits that you didn't have before or habits that you didn't have before, and people, like, if you notice it, others notice it, maybe you're not taking the best care of yourself. If you, I know, I know a lot of us, and well, think, think, think for myself, since 2020 maybe have gained weight or we're eating more junk food or the way we cope with things is to eat. Um, we're emotional eating, things like that. You'd be coming into work. Like maybe before you like, you came in, you was like dressed to the nines. Maybe now your style has <laughs> toned down. People are like, Oh, what's wrong with them? There's a, there's a multitude of things that could, that can mean that you aren't taking care of yourself. If If you're noticing it, if others are noticing it, maybe just, you know, it's time for some self-reflection to see what we can do, not for other people, but for yourself to get back on track. 
another one can being can be being preoccupied with work when you're not at work. If you're taking work home with you, basically. And that's just like mentally. If something happened at work where it frustrated you or it got you kind of your adrenaline rushing or something just happened and you're still thinking about that and it's distracting you from going to sleep, something like that. Um, that's the or worst. if you, I, yeah, I, go ahead, go ahead. I think, I think that's more, I think that's more worse. Like I've had times where I've had to work a little more, like I was working at home and mm-hmm. it was like maybe registration or something like that. So I had to work like an extra hour cause I wanted to keep up for the next day. But I think it's mm-hmm. worse personally if something happens during work that really sets you off and then it drags mm-hmm. you follows you home and it's in your mental state the whole day that is worse for me than mm-hmm. having to work an extra hour at work and then, <laughs> then and then like brushing my cleaning my hands off and be like all right I'm checking out but mm-hmm. the mental thing oh when you have like a student that just comes in your office and blatantly disrespects you yeah. and you're like hey you know I need this job right so I'm not gonna say <laughs> I gotta I have to charisma and be very charismatic in how I want to you to understand that you're messing up and for you to realize how the situation should be mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's like, so oh man that is whew, that's the worst for me but go ahead Kiki no I mean that that's you said it too I mean that's basically it. you want to try as much as possible to leave what you did what happened at work at leave it at work but yeah when you're when you're letting things whether it's like, like I said, things that happened at work or whether it's tasks that you didn't get to complete and it's still like haunting you when you get home or you're about to go to sleep, that's being preoccupied with work. And we should try to leave work things. We should leave work things at work because it will be tended to in the morning. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I think also too, like a good tag on too, is it's very interesting because we're, we're mostly talking from a... American perspective too, mm-hmm. and so there's there's also different cult like different uh, places in the world that t- think of work in different manners. Yes, and I definitely seen that with my husband's job. I think we've talked about this in another episode as well, where he worked at an international company, and you could see the difference in work ethic. It's really interesting because mm-hmm. uh, my husband is very this needs to be finished. My phone is always going off, and I'm like, you need to kind of set some limits for that. And you'll see some other people at, at a company he worked at. There was a lot of people from Europe. And it was like, oh, I'm off for the day, mate. <laughs> That's and it's, it. <laughs> you know? It's like, that will be taken care of in the morning. And yeah. that's it. So it's definitely um, different work cultures all around the world. So it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So number nine is just gen- generally decreased satisfaction. So this is a tendency to feel less happy and satisfied with your career and with your home life. So I think that kind of chips into like the lack of motivation as well. I kind of think those Mm -hmm. are synonymous as well. I don't know why they did a big one for that one. And then another one is of course health problems. So if you're frequently getting sick, that can be a sign of you're overly stressed. So when you, it's crazy when you really look and research the effects of stress on your body, because you're like, it's kind of a mental thing. My stress is a mental thing. I'm not like, it's not like I went outside, fell off my bike, and I can feel my physical injuries. But stress, <laughs> even though it's mental, it can play a toll on your body. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, like lack of sleep, and you can definitely have like chronic illnesses, digestive issues, depression, obesity, heart disease, um, 
so many things, so many things. So, and even just getting sick quick, more quickly as well. Cause if you are very, very stressed, um, you can get sick quickly. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. So that's, if you're getting more sick than, than usual, you could, that could be, you know, it could be an example of burnout that's happening in your life. And I'll go, I'll go back to just before we go. So we're going to definitely provide solutions, but before we do that, I just wanted to go back to the generally decreased satisfaction. So that could be too, like, if you are, if you're feeling like you're, it can be mentioned, it is kind of like lack of motivation. It's similar, but if you're going to work every day and you don't like what you do anymore, you're going to have to find, like, you have to find something like reevaluate, like, is it what's going on at work? Is that going to, is that, is that thing temporary is temporary? Is it going to end soon? If you know that you're going into this big, huge change or reorganization, realignment, and it's going to be long lasting, I'll just give an example. I'm not going to specify, but I've seen over the last year at my institution, people are leaving, like leaving a lot. Like it's like a mass exodus of people, um, moving away from the college. And that's, that happens. Like when, when, structures change that absolutely happens and it's okay because there has there has to be some type of as you're reorganizing you have to have kind of a like a changing of the guard but i don't think like some people are just like i just can't i don't i don't want to be a part of this right now or there's other things that i can use my talents in or other ways to use my talents that's totally fine too so i think if you're somebody that is feeling you're not happy with what you do anymore in general. Like maybe you've done what you, maybe you've been in your job for a long time and you're like, okay, it's time for a change. Great. What's that next change? We have to sit down and reevaluate what that next move looks like, set goals. And this is maybe moving into the solutions, but like setting goals for yourself, looking at the bigger picture of what's going on at work. So that's what I think that one means too. Like if you're just not happy with what you do anymore or it's that where you work, if the environment's not great, you shouldn't put yourself in that situation. Make a change. People are hiring, hiring like crazy, the, like wildfire, I should say these days. So there's always something else, hopefully that you can do. Don't stay somewhere where you're not satisfied or happy with what you're doing. So I also wanted to harp on that before we go into solutions. So, but, okay. No, no, go ahead, Kiki. So, yeah, moving into the solutions. So we we kind of rattled off, well, not we kind of, we rattled off a lot of signs of burnout. So we always like to leave everyone with ways to resolve whatever we talked about. So solutions for burnout. I'll mention the first one is take your relaxation seriously. So you have to relax. Like you work a nine to five, an eight to five, nine to six, maybe you work a night shift, whatever your, whatever your block of work is, you have to have time outside of that where you're relaxing. And I'm speaking to myself as well, speaking to myself when I, when I am doing this. So whether it's taking up a hobby, if you already have hobbies, this article lists meditation, listening to music, reading a book visiting with friends. I know something that's been really big for me and my colleagues at work has been just like going for a walk. So like even that's that's during the workday, the weather's getting nicer. We even walk when it was cold, but the weather's getting nicer now. Well, where we live, but 
if you can just get out, if it's 10 minutes to just get out and get some sunshine, vitamin D is super important, but whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you are resetting or decompressing from the workday, maybe again, something happened in the workday and you need to like step away from it. That's fine. Like definitely do that. Cause you don't want your emotions to build up in your office or if you need to close your door, do that. But I, I definitely agree that taking relaxation seriously is huge. So whatever we can, you know, whatever you can do to take on a new hobby or I know music is huge for a lot of people, but whatever it is in your life that makes you feel better, make sure to implement that into your daily life. Yeah. And the other two points underneath there too, I think they, they flow perfectly with take relaxation seriously. The other two points are cultivate a rich non-work life and unplug. So like cultivating a rich non-work life was like what you mentioned before, kind of finding like a hobby. So maybe you could find a, a sport. Like I know there was like adult kickball, adult kickball teams, adult, what was it? Alternative Frisbee. So something to get you outgoing, get you, get your mind unplugged from work, have like a fascination in something else, you know, maybe not you going on YouTube all the time. So this can kind of go with unplugging because sometimes we can just plug into maybe watching a movie for like, well, for me, I'm speaking on behalf of me, mm-hmm. I can binge. I don't want to watch a two hour movie, but I will binge a whole 20 episode series. What's wrong with me? I need to unplug. I need to go. And I need to, and I, what helps me is, you know, working on this podcast, doing social media management for that. So those things are, help me to cultivate something different than just, you know, my work being my whole mental focus. So that helps for me. And another reason why they're saying it's important to unplug is because it, usually we always are on our phone. We are driven by notifications on our phone. So if your email is hooked up to your work and you're going to get a ping, you should find a way to mute that. Cause if you're in your off hours, you don't want to be still thinking about work. You want to take initiative all, all that time. When I'm on vacation too, like I'm like, Hey everybody going on vacation. So my phone will be off. So I try to truly unplug and live in the moment, you know, be mindful it's so it's so easy to get caught up with the cycle of life every day. You wake up, you make your coffee, walk your dog, go to work, come back from work, unplug, repeat, you know? So take some time to be more mindful of the life that you're given and living that in and unplugging from the craziness of everything. And then, Absolutely. Yeah, and then another... Another way to help with burnout to help with burnout is getting enough sleep. So I do want to say getting enough sleep is so much easier said than done. And <laughs> I, I'll be honest and I'll be transparent. I use melatonin. Melatonin is my best friend. So I definitely take melatonin before I go to bed. But I know I could do better by unplugging an hour before I should go to mm-hmm. bed. That's definitely on me too. I'm not, you know. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, you know, practicing what I'm preaching here, but I should unplug so I can get enough sleep so I can prevent my burnout. Well, this is called supporting student support staff, and we too are student support staff, so we're talking to everybody, including ourselves. Sure, sure. But you want to do the next two? Yeah. So the next one is getting organized. I'll read what it says here. So this this says. Basically, what I said before, leaving your work stuff at work. So I feel like, you know, we get through our day. Maybe it was like 
really busy the entire day. Four o'clock comes around. You're like, you didn't do half of what you're supposed to do. And I know, I know for me, I'm like, okay, then I'm furiously trying to finish things. And sometimes maybe rushing or it's, you know, 445 comes around. I haven't finished everything. I'm learning to say, it's okay. It'll be here in the morning, but it's a great thing. You know, just having a to-do list. So when you come back the next day, I know I've started doing that. And this article is kind of alluding to this as well. I've started just saying, okay, for tomorrow, I just, I, I, I am a sticky note enthusiast. I have so many post-it notes in my office. I like to, I like to have them, but I just like write, yeah, they're just like so helpful. I just like to write to do. So if I did forget, if I did, didn't get to get around to a few emails or if I need to call a student or something, just write it down. I'll do, I'll tend to it in the morning. And so then in the morning, I know what I need to do when I come in. And I think that also goes with having structure for your day. So some people come in, you know, their work day is just however it goes. I know for me, I like to come in, I like to do all my emails first, and yeah. then I'll start seeing the walk-in students that we have. Um, unless, you know, if nobody's able to attend to them, then I'll break up my morning and do that. That's fine. But have your schedule. If you know every every morning from 8 to 9.30, you do emails, great. Make that your time. If, you know, and then you can do whatever else you need to do. Structure your day that way. That is, it really does help to be organized because I, I feel like when we kind of just go spontaneously throughout the day, and I'm a spontaneous person. That's how I used to be. I just be like, oh, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do now? With no real structure, I was like all over the place. But I am definitely learning to implement into my day to do certain tasks before I do anything else. I'll be much, I'll be a much more clear-minded <laughs> advisor when I know that I've gotten my emails done. And then I can go talk to whoever I need to talk to, you know, from there. I'll also go with that just quickly. Not- think we've kind of mentioned it before or in other tips, but having work boundaries. So, and that's like for your students. Um, and that's a part of getting organized too, I would say. So some people have, some people advise a lot of people and you're one person, you can't get to everybody every single day. I know, Kemi, I think you mentioned that you used to tell your students like in your kind of introduction to them, like you're like, you have 250 people in your caseload like you would like yeah. say up front yeah yeah because it was uh like it was an like orientation and obviously there's gonna I, I want you guys to ask me questions yeah i would have some students that were like emailing me every two seconds and they would mm-hmm. send bulk emails so er, during orientation i was like hey so i'm your academic advisor please be patient with me my current course load is over 200 of you guys in five different majors so please be patient with me <laughs> you know yeah. so they can kind of have that precedent because some think that oh they they don't know they just don't know so i'm like here so here's so this is so you know this is the kind of time that i'm allotted i do have other personal projects that i need to deal with you know i, I you just have to let them know like when they're sitting down like hey i, I totally understand like the situation that you're in this is going to take like a day to get to or even letting them know the level of their issue, right? Because sometimes you'll get a student come in the office and they're they're they think like maybe their issue is a 10 when in reality it's like a two. It's like, oh don't worry. I will email them and I will email you right back. No problem. Right. You don't yeah. even have to worry about sending me five emails. I will get back to you. So just letting them understand that. So mm-hmm. you so it's so they don't they don't think, you know, I'm gonna drop everything and run <laughs> and run to help you. That yeah, happens. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's there's a 
there's a movement here that we're grooving mm-hmm. with, routine. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so I, I, that's like, that's something I will go, I will go into. Cause like I said, I'm going to have a caseload of students soon. So it's like letting them know I am one person. There's a lot of you more than you even think. And we are here. We know we are here to support the students. Like that is what we're here to do. We know we're here to do that because it's not about, it's not about the finances for us. It's a, it's like, <laughs> I had to throw a little shade in there, but it's not like we are here because we all have really big hearts. I hope we all have really big hearts for the students that we want to serve. And we're here because we have, we have a real reason, a real heartfelt reason for why we work with students. So that's always something to me. I'm always like, I'm always here. Like when people tell me we're here for the students, I'm like, yeah, duh, we're here for the students. That's why we signed up for this. (laughs) But there's, you know, there's whatever. I'll just keep moving forward. But that's why when I say get organized, if you if you use so I know like a tool that a lot of people use is Calendly, and that's how people will schedule their appointments. If you have to block off your calendar so people know, like Kimmy said, people know you're available yeah. from this time to this time. If you include your Calendly Calendly link in your sig- email signature, and you you know tell a student to reference that link, yes. go like set up an appointment. They can go to your calendar and see when you're available. And there's no like we can't argue about this. Like this is when I'm available. There are sometimes if I know a student, if there are students that absolutely can't meet until five o'clock, five thirty, okay, I'll just I'll adjust my day to meet with them. But I'm also gonna tell my manager that I was here late. I'll be late in the morning, possibly. You know, something like that. There has to be kind of like trade-offs. So you're not just like burning yourself out through the day. So mm-hmm. getting organized is with your productivity, with how you schedule yourself, like your calendar, how you tell your students that when you're available, not only students, how you let your staff, how you let other staff members know when you're available too. Cause people will put stuff on your calendar without you knowing. And that's not okay to me. <laughs> um, you just have, I, I just want to harp on that. You really have to have boundaries in your work. Cause people will take advantage of that if you don't set them. I'm talking yeah. to Kiki too. So <laughs> I think, I think something just to piggyback off of that too, because I'm looking at these other two on here and I'm like, we kind of touched on them, but mm-hmm. something that's not on the list, I think is having effective communication because it even goes back to like everything you were saying too. It's like, here's my calendar. This is where you need to plug in. These are the hours that I have. It's always being communi- communicating so that way people understand what's on your boatload because as human beings, we always think that everybody knows what we're doing. Fun facts and every fun work industry career a lot of people don't know what you're doing especially if especially if they're a higher up like can you do this and this like that's not even yeah um so it's just being effective in the communication of saying hey well today i actually have to work on fabricating this constructing this can this kind of wait till another day or or honestly i know something i always need to improve on um is communicating when i feel like i have a lot on my plate so Mm -hmm. i need because usually i'm the kind of person i love tackling different projects or whatever have you. I love doing that. I really do. And I like being someone that my team can count on, but I do need to be better at, Hey, I actually have a lot going on today. Can I postpone this for two, three days? Or is it possible to have like a GA work on this? Because right now I'm, I'm kind of drowning. So uh, the communication and having, using it effectively, that's what that is a tool that needs to be utilized. Because we always have this estimation that a lot of people know. Sometimes people just don't know. Mm-hmm. So we just got to use that tool and make it work for you. 
No, very true. And I think you and I were talking before we started recording that you want to talk. So if you know something is going on with yourself or, you know, you only have this much in the tank at this time, or if you're going to something, you know, something personal, tell your managers, that's communication. Tell your yeah. managers. It, you don't have to go into detail. It can be a simple, if you want to go into detail, you can, but it, it can be a simple, I'm just going through this right now. Maybe you acknowledge that you're not doing your best and you really just need to slow down. That's what we have coworkers for. We're not here. Like we are, especially in student affairs, higher ed, it's very, well, it's, I won't, I won't blanket statement that, but you probably have somebody else that can do something that you do as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just you. So I feel like that's what, that's how I am all the time. I always feel bad because I'm like, well, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? But I'm forgetting. And my team just grew like double in the last two months. So there's absolutely somebody else to do something. Like when I when I put my out of office supply on, like I don't have to feel the need to respond to emails if I've told you to please contact XYZ. And like, you know, as you were mentioning too, press like who takes precedent? So if yeah. it's an emergency, I'm telling you if, and let me also mention, it's rarely an emergency what we do. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I know it's going to be a controversial statement, but it, the students, hopefully they can wait till tomorrow morning because people will email you at 4 a.m. I'm not up at 4 a.m. answering my emails. And I do know there's time difference things too, but it's always, it can always be attended to in the morning, but it's like, yeah, who takes precedence? But um, yeah, more, I will say more yeah. often than not, if it's you'll you'll know for your own duty what is an emergency situation or not but more often than not you can comfortably say the majority of issues that you're going to get after seven o'clock are probably something that can wait till the morning that's most more often than not now if you are a title one coordinator or a residence lab you gotta yeah, of course. all the time but <laughs> for other positions like yeah. academic advising Honestly, it, depending on your specific roles, it most likely, I won't blanket, but most likely they can wait. Thank you. That, that's perfect. Yeah, I don't want a blanket statement, but that's correct. If you're in, like Kimmy already said it, those are positions that you definitely have to be. I remember I was, I was an RA and we had to have the duty phone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we rotated. No, the, the person that's in charge of the residence life is always on the duty phone, whatever yeah. you call it. They're always on call, like you said. I would also throw in there something to help with burnout is utilizing your college's employee benefits. So I know for us, um, we have a, we have a program that you can use where you can get free counseling. Like there's certain amount of sessions you get through count for counseling sessions. There are, there's family counseling. If you need financial help or financial guidance, nutrition help, there are benefits to do that definitely use it. If you don't, if you don't use, if you know you need therapy or you feel like you need someone to talk to outside of the work environment, you have that program. Hopefully you have that benefit through your college, but if you need to go outside to and seek, seek therapy too, then do that. Whatever you need to do. If you, you know, talking to somebody else that is totally removed from the situation or doesn't know anything about what you're going through, but you, you know, kind of like a third party is what I'm trying to say. Definitely utilize that, whatever benefits you have. I know we have also in within, like I mentioned, kind of like the free counseling sessions, we have nutrition, um, sorry, wellness sessions too. So we have a company that comes every, really every few weeks 
and discusses nutrition strategies, how to get, how to help with X, Y, Z things. So please look into it. I feel like we don't, we don't utilize our employee benefits enough when it comes to helping ourselves and, you know, just improve or feel better. That's what they're there you're for. Missing, they're, they're you're missing the us. most important one right there. You're missing taking time off. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> oh, bad. True. Yeah, I forgot. See, I don't do it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Use I your think time. You worked hard for it. <laughs> yeah, use your time. If you need some days off, take some days off. Like, obviously, try to plan accordingly. Like, if you have, like, an upcoming conference that you know that you had, obviously, don't do it during that week. But, like, look at your calendar, plan accordingly. If you need take a half day, take a whole day. If you have all that time built up, take it. I, I think a lot of, speaking from my personal experience, from people that I know, sometimes we do feel guilty taking time off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you really need it now. Like after talking to someone, it's like, you should probably take it off because y- it's okay today. Like the office is fine. Like <laughs> just go. It absolutely is. Back. So yeah. utilize that time off if you haven't, if you need it, then you need to take it. You need to take right. it. You worked for it. So do it. Yeah. Do it this is how I, didn't, I didn't mention it because I didn't even mention it. Because I was yeah. just like, I don't do it enough. And I'm going to shout out, hey, Dr. Bennett, she listens to, to our podcast. But she told me, she was talking to me the other day and giving me like really great insight. And she was like, take a month off. And I was like, a month? Sabbatical. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, a month? And she was like, take, take a month off. And I was like, you know, that's not a bad, bad idea. Because she said, when you, when you come back, you just feel like so refreshed. You know, when you take a few days off, you come back. And it's like, you feel like you really haven't, like, you still have yeah. more, like, you could have done. Like, oh, I would, wish I would have, like, slept in more or, like, I wish I yeah. would have gone here. It's like three days wasn't enough. But, like, in a month, even if you take, I told her, I was like, I'll start out with two weeks at a time, maybe, and build up to a month. But even if you do two weeks, that's pretty good. Like you yeah. say, Kimmy, people, there's people there to handle things. Like, you're not leaving your team high and dry. Because imagine, everyone takes time. Everybody takes time. So... If you're the one person at your job that's not t- taking your time, that's wild. But I know my managers have, have had to like tell me, like, take your time. Like they've had to push me to do it. Um, and I'm like, okay, I will. But it's also, I'm also thinking to myself, just like, why, why don't you just take it? Like, we don't have to feel bad. You're right. This this job, like any job, you're you're replaceable. I hate to say that, but I want to just be like realistic. Like you are replaceable. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about how much you give, to, like you, like, I know we all, anyone listening to this right now, I know we give so much of ourselves to our jobs. And sometimes, like Kimmy said, it seems like it goes unnoticed or sometimes it does go unnoticed. But if you have, I, and I, I have great managers. I'll shout out, I shout out my managers. I have a great, I have great managers. Yeah, that I respect. have great ones too, for real. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. Yeah. It's like truly a blessing because they see what you're doing when nobody else really does. So keep that in mind. And so when you're taking these days off, do it for your, like, do it for yourself. We've earned them. I know for me, I've accumulated them because of during the pandemic, we weren't taking vacation. So you have all these days that you've accumulated. They are there for a reason. Kiki and everybody else, I'm talking to myself again. Take these days. So yeah, hopefully, did you have any other tips, Kemi, that you wanted to share? No, I think that's it. I think you should take your time off. And mm. to kind of segue, because I don't think we announced it in the last series, because this will be the first episode of our new series. 
you should take a month off and you should come visit me because I moved. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were dropping that, like, if you guys want to guess where I live, where'd I move? I moved to Mexico. Oh, yeah. so take your time off, come visit me, and then we'll do live podcast. <laughs> exactly. You'll get more TikToks and Instagram reels from us in person. I know we but... need to build up our material, but <laughs> so we yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. But yeah, hopefully this has been helpful. And if you have your, if you have things that you do yourself or any tips that you want to provide to anybody, to us or to anybody, like things that you do, strategy that you use to cope with burnout, or if you straight up, if you straight up left your job because you were burnt out, share that with us too. We, we do want to interact with everybody more. And I feel like we may get a new listenership from this because yeah. it's with our colleagues. So yeah, if you want to share that on our Instagram page, on if you want to email us, all that's in our show notes every single time. So please make sure to reach out, holla at us. Hopefully this has been helpful because again, we just want to make sure, we just wanted to make sure that our colleagues and what we do too, we are we are seen. Um, I'll just say thank you to all the student affairs professionals that work every day tirelessly to make sure that students are served to the best of their abilities. I will even shout out educators in any capacity, teachers, because yeah. this may be applicable to you all as well. Because teachers have been out there grinding. When we were, we were like grinding. Especially, we especially were, not in higher education. Probably yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Because we were at home answering emails. They're like putting plans together. So yeah, we say thank you to faculty members, to K through 12 educators, if you work in daycares, that's amazing. Like uh, birth to 5K, anybody, higher ed, if we missed you, if you work in corporate America, we just want to say thank you to anybody that just works tirelessly every single every single day. But for, for this podcast too, those that work with our students every single day to make sure that they're meeting their goals, reaching their goals, you are awesome. We're all awesome and we're all here to work together. Um, so yeah, I think we'll we'll end with that. Do you want to close this out, Kemi? Yeah, sure. So everybody, thank you for listening in. We hope that you continue to listen to this next series of us basically supporting student support staff, admin, faculty, etc. So I hope you listen to the next one. If you would like to help us in our podcast and help sponsor us, we also have a Venmo account below. So please see the show notes. If you have anything you want to write in and share with us, please send us an email as well. We would love to hear from you. Um, also, please feel free to engage on our Instagram and Facebook. But until next time, we will see you. See you. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.